May 7, 2021. So what for Pedro's show? Thank you very kindly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that tune that we just played was from my uh, Atlantic recording record named Giant Steps, and it was called Naima. Um, we're having a little difficulty right now because uh, you were applauding something like this. And, uh, I started, and they thought that I meant for them to start. I, I really didn't mean it then. Uh, now we're going to play a tune that we call My Favorite Things, and uh, I hope we get it started this time.
favorite things. John Coltrane live in Copenhagen with uh, Eric Dolphy, of course, uh, McCoy Tyner and Elvin Jones, and I think Reggie Workman was on the bass for this, uh, Jimmy Garrison. Then we had Alpha Cat with Horse to Water, and uh, even though not on the East Coast like last time, but this time uh, on the West, on my side, but could might as well be a million miles away because she's at the airport and I'm in Pedro. Alpha Cat, welcome aboard. Thank you. Absolutely. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, it is morning, huh? Usually, you were three it's hours. Morning. You were three hours ahead last time. Right. Uh, Alpha Cat, what what has happened between the eternity that exists between last time we talked and now? You know, I gotta say, in the last week, I'm like a completely different person because I went to I went to Hawaii. I went to Pearl Harbor. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> if you if you'd like, I can expound, but there's a lot. Um, well, I know you know Pearl Harbor figures big <laughs> in your music, right? Well, on that record. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in your artistic expression is what I meant. Uh, the only island I've been to in Hawaii is Oahu, and of course that's where Pearl Harbor is. And I climbed Diamond Head twice. Mm. Yeah, but but enough about me. About you, what? Change your entire life this week being there. You know, um, I've always, there's two things. You know, when I wrote the song, I had never been there in this lifetime. Um, but I've always hated war and I've always questioned those who um, went into the military voluntarily. And when you go to Pearl Harbor, it's not exactly interesting to look at. But they give you these audio tours. And what I got from that was this insight into... And the, the, they have people speaking that are still, as one of the men says, on the green side of the grass after the attack, right? Um, but it made me realize, you know, all these young, really, boys who were, were killed. Um, and the boat, the USS Arizona, is still there. It's still under the water. That's the memorial that's there. Uh, they left it there because they left them all entombed in the boat. Um, and, you know, so these voices, you're hearing these voices of these people who survived and it really shifted my perspective. Um, not that I, not that I think that, I mean, certainly I think that World War II was the last war where people went in fighting for something that was real and that was worthwhile. Um, that said, you know, given, given the fact that these men, you know, just were literally like they said like in my song and I had I am not making this up they said that the Arizona exploded like a volcano um and then all the men they left entombed there and then the ones that survived when they passed and I believe they probably all have by now they they entombed them there as well because they believe that they belong with their with their you know fellow soldiers or sailors, and they have this. There's a leak, an oil leak that is to this day still slowly rising up from the wreckage, which all you can see is just a pipe, and then maybe something else. The interest, photographically interesting, it's not, but the oil that's rising up, they believe is sort of they they let it keep happening because it's something like symbolic of their souls rising, which I found incredibly profound. And how did you get changed? Well, I, you know, it shifted my perspective of the military. You know, I feel like, you know, in all honesty, I was like, why would somebody join the military? They'd have to be an idiot, right? But the fact is that people that join the military believe they're fighting for this country. And they don't realize that our country is a hypocrite. It's always been a hypocrite. But in World War II, you know, that, as I said, that was a last war that was fought for something real. That's something that really mattered and that the soldiers, when they came back, they were honored. After that, everything shifted. 
Um, and so what the way my perspective shifted was no matter how naive or misguided someone who would join the military post-World War II might be, in their hearts, they believe that they're fighting for something good. And I had not really held that perspective before. I had a judgment on them. Well, I can share you a couple. I don't know what it's worth, but I could tell you about two people I know that joined the military because there just was no other opportunities. My mm-hmm. pop, right, the year before I was born in 56, in a little town he was in, Red Bluff, couldn't, you know, it was the only ticket out. Mm-hmm. And then the lady here in Pedro, she did, I think, four deployments in Afghanistan as a, you know, repairing aircraft because she couldn't find work. Yeah, I've, I've heard, I've met people like that as well. And I feel it makes me extremely sad to feel like this country is one where if your only option is to go and, you know, most likely die for a cause that is, you know, misguided at best, that makes me very sad. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. But I don't want to be a downer today. I'm just telling <laughs> you, that's, that's, that's how, that's a, one of the ways in which I shifted. You, you got a new appreciation for sacrifice. I mean, you know, we've all made sacrifices. Um, but, you know, to sacrifice your own life for a cause that in World War II was an incredibly important cause um, is extremely powerful. Um, and, you know, to show my woo-woo side after being there, hearing the voices, hearing about, you know, things like the guy saying that the, the Arizona exploded like a volcano and looking up back at my lyrics that I wrote 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, I'm pretty convinced that I was there and that I'm in that boat, my old body. So there you are. And there's the woo-woo part of the interview. You could, you could relate. You could identify. Yeah. Personal. Yeah. Well, you know, that's part of life is confronting stuff that you weren't ready for, maybe. It deals you the hand. I want to play Seven Year Itch. Really just a game 
seven Seven year itch
Pedro Show, we started that chunk of music off with Alpha Cat doing Seven Year Itch. Obama's printed after that, more crooked than straight. Alexander DeLarge versus Super Freak. This is from Italy. A tune called Strange. And finally, Alpha Cat with Something of Value. You know, you sent me a writing of yours where you were talking about all these songs. Mm-hmm. And like, well, seven year itch. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah, you didn't really have to tell me kind of what that was about. But uh Well no. <laughs> <laughs> and and no, I'm not gonna tell you who. Yeah, of course. But no, I want to get to the other one, something of value. I uh-huh. found that really interesting. Yeah. Some insights on that alpha cat. Um, well, I you know, I, I used to when I used to shop more and especially you know when i was quite young i would shop at thrift shops and stuff goodwill and all that you know that's where i got all my clothes and pictures and books and knickknacks and one day i just found this book titled something of value and i just liked the title there was no sleeve i just bought it and i just it was with me for years. Like I just moved it. I moved a lot. It came with me. I didn't have any, I didn't read it. I, I had, I just liked the title and it was always on my shelf where I could see it. And then I was in a, a situation ship, I guess you would really to be accurate about it, but it was something where I did feel like I fell in love with the person and we spent a lot of time together and we became very close and um, and then it ended and you know ironically um, he called me on uh, Christmas Eve I don't remember what year to say that he had moved to Hawaii to be with a woman he was really in love with and it just went into my head like we spent so much time 
creating this relationship, you know, making something of value, you know, to throw it away so cheap. That's and that's when the book was like, okay, that's the title, that's the song. Did you ever end up reading the book? I did. I did. Is it like kind of philosophical? No, not at all. Oh, okay. um, it's 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 just some kind of cheesy, like you know, low level like romance. It's probably I don't remember what year it was written. Certainly pre, uh, I think pre nineteen sixties. I read it. You know, it was like a quick, entertaining read. That wasn't really the point. The point was the title. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. It was kind of like a totem. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm curious. So it was kind of like, like some kind of drama or shit? <laughs> like Harlequin novel? Well, you, know, you know, like those those Nora Rob. Yeah, you know, yeah, like Harlequin, but, yeah. Yeah, sure. just like a, you know, like a kind of a romance novel. Sure, sure. The, the ones uh, by the checkout in the supermarket. I mean, I don't even remember what it Harold was Robbins, really Jacqueline Suzanne. Uh, no, Jacqueline Suzanne is super dark. This oh, okay. was not like that. More Reader Digest. Yeah, yeah, something and something closer on the spectrum to Reader's Digest. <laughs> Pulp, light, light, very light. Right, meringue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but. I, I, I can relate to you with the thrift stores because there's shit there that kind of finds you, right? You, you you don't know what you want till you see it, like be going to a swap meet. You know what? I've just, I've just, you know, I've gotten to the point where when I see something that, you know, it touches me in any way, and I don't know if that is a quote from a sign, it rings a bell, but I know it. It's a message. I just, I just take it in. Maybe sometimes I have to own it. Sometimes I just have to see it, and I store it away. And maybe it'll be a song, and maybe it'll just be a message. Yeah, I think what's important is it's it, you're in control. You can attach the meaning you want, and that's how you relate to it. And, and I since, don't know about that. No, I don't know. I think you have to listen. I don't know if you make the meaning. The meaning, you interpret the meaning. But I don't think you make it. It's like a conversation. With the you object? I mean? With the object? <laughs> I mean, as an artist who has worked in basically every medium, from wood sculpting to painting to photography to music, um, you know, one of the things I learned was that when you're working with a particular medium, let's use wood sculpting as an example, and I've only done it one sculpture in wood, but that's a relationship. Like you have this block of wood and a knife or a, I don't even remember what you call it, and sandpaper, and you just start. And, you know, you you can try to impose your will on that wood, but make no mistake, it's a relationship. Okay. Okay. 
I'm not going to doubt you, Alpha Cat. I'm not going to doubt you on that. I'm going to. I want this word to be this, and yes, the word will cooperate, but you're not going to make it exactly what you want it to be. In fact, if you do, you've learned nothing from the process, and that's something I also learned in graduate school from the people that had thesis, you know, proposals that they you know, that they, that they manifest to the T. They were boring. They told nobody anything. They were just nothing. Nobody learned anything. They were meaningless because they had already decided what they were going to be before they even began. How are you going to learn from that? Yeah, great question. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, May 7, 2021 edition of Watt Peter Show, special guest Alpha Cat. Hold on for hour two. May 7, 2021, it's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro show.
Must be 
Watford Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Alpha Cat doing Pearl Harbor. Here's the tune, people, that Alpha Cat wrote words to 20 years ago, and then, yeah, the reality of the actual place she just confronted. And then also, you know what? Another trippy parallel was something of value tune with that cat who ended up in Hawaii. <laughs> the touchstone. Hawaii. Uh, after that, Ben Salter out Tasmania with Lurkin Horror, Justice Yeldum, his brother Lucas in Sydney, I heart paneer. I think that's uh, fucking spinach with cubes of cheese in it in India. I, I love that shit too, especially on garlic naan. <laughs> yeah, man. God, it's like a symphony in the mouth, the way those flavors. <laughs> SLWCC Watt after that with Time to Slide. That's a brand new album I did with... Uh, Sam Locke Ward, I was sitting. Bob Bucko Jr. after that, There is a Place in Your Dreams. Hanson Potkert, uh, Graded Down. This is from an album that's been like many years in the making, finally coming out. And then Cling from Alpha Cat. Cling. That is a great title. Um, is this a time for me to you talk? <laughs> Yeah, that's your cue, Alpha Cat. Okay, well, yeah, Kling, um, ever since I was in my early 20s, I have used the um, I Ching, the Chinese Taoist Bible. Uh, it was introduced to someone, me by someone, and like all the things spiritual that I begrudgingly took on, I was blown away and... It's something that I've used my whole adult life, and one of them um, is called The Clinging. And it basically talks about how for life to exist, it has to cling to something and uses the examples of, you know, dark has to cling to light and leaves to trees and that kind of thing. So that song was really, I mean, it, it's a love song that was written while I was in a relationship. But it also um, was pretty heavily lifted from that, the, the original translation of that book from, actually from, it's translated from Chinese to German to English. So it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting um pathway to getting to English from Chinese through German. But yeah, that's it's taken from that one. Well trippy ways you get in touch with stuff like the cat who turned me on to the I Ching was the Stooges drummer Scott Aston. Scotty Oh really? Yeah, he would read it all the time and every get to the we'd get to the tell and get room he'd put out a little Buddha. And I know it's Laozi, but they, they lived around the same time. I guess he, he was walking around with his ox. And, and, and the Tao he, he taught me was the way. But you can't mm -hmm. really speak of it because you destroy the idea of it. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of this uh, uh, riddle. You have to speak of it in riddles, these koans and things. And I, I found it really interesting. I, I read it too, you know, Dharmapada and the stuff he, he he, he turned me on to that. And, uh, you know, I got to be the bass to his drums. So we had that kind of a relationship, too. So I thought it was really righteous of him to share me that knowledge. It took well, your, your being bass to his drums is a perfect example of the clanging. <laughs> Absolutely. 
What, what, what about these uh, this tune, Monsters? Oh, well. That's what I want to play next, okay? That's, that's, um, I wrote that. It's, it's, you know, like most of my songs, there are, there are things that literally happened in my life that real, real metaphors. One of them was that uh, this man that I was seeing whenever I would go to see him in Williamsburg, uh, his bed was moved to a different place. And the song became about the voices that we hear when we're growing up that tell us that we're not, we can't do it, you know, that we're not, we're not, there's something wrong with us, you know, we're a monster. That's another insight I had um, in Hawaii about feeling like Medusa. <laughs> That's another whole, that that would take up another hour. Um, <laughs> the Gorgon, she had some sisters right. too, right? Okay, let's listen. Monsters, you can't do it. You can stop yourself, but if you're too excited, you can't do it. Just listen to my song. You can't do it if you're doing that, because you just can't do it.
Lino creen que ellos me tratarían está aquí, mire el inglés en el extranjero. Usted tomó todo.
Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with Alpha Cat doing monsters you can't do. And I was just enlightened to the fact that that little girl was the bass player's little girl. And yep. none of it was uh, coerced or forced. It just came out. Exactly. Uh, flies on you after that with Spain. Joshua M. Robbins. Charleston, South Carolina. Edith. Miriam Gendron with Not So Deep as a Well. <laughs> That's a great title. And then finally, Alpha Cat with Sometimes When I Wake. Sometimes When I Wake. That is a special time, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, For me, it, it's like, okay, possibilities. What, what, what is to be, what's going to happen today? Yeah, I mean... It was a long time before I got to that place. Um, I, I, you know, I was not someone who was, you know, that gung ho about life until I got on antidepressants. But, you know, there was there was always a, a kind of, you know, shadow of, you know, having been so different in my family and not really, you know, the whole no, we don't want to see you. We don't want to hear you. You know, um, that, that permeated my being. And, um, at the time that I wrote that song, you know, I was doing much better, but I was really overwhelmed. You know, I had the band, we were doing a lot of gigging and literally the phone would not stop ringing. Um, but the cool thing about that, and people don't, people would know this unless I told them, the intro to that, which you probably didn't play because it's a whole long thing where it's supposed to be this, the sound effects of me alone at home, eating, making a meal, making a drink, smoking a cigarette, and then the TV's flipping back and forth. And when Fred and I, and I had recorded all that at home, even my cat, and we, I went over to Fred's to do the last bits and we're like, okay, let's record the TV. 
and we turned the TV on, and literally the moment we turned it on, FDR started with, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a day which will live in infamy. That is the first thing that was on the TV when we turned it on. Ain't that a trip? And we switched to, you know, we were switching channels. We switched to a Simpsons episode that was talking about Pearl Harbor, too. I think uh, Mr. Jung would call that synchronicity. Um, You can call it that, but I think this goes far beyond that concept. Well, it was something like he was thinking about like buying theater tickets and the number on the tickets was the same as the date or or some like what we call coincidence. And he thinks, well, one of his guesses was it ain't a coincidence. Right. Yes. True. Yeah. I and, mean, and then the police made a song out of it, so it trivialized it. <laughs> well, I liked that song. <laughs> but but that concept was there for many years before. <laughs> I mean, you got to bring it. No, the guy's a great somehow. singer. Yeah, he's a great singer, and it's good. They know how to play. They're good musicians. I'm, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. But I mean, the idea is kind of trippy because he was, uh, you know a man of science, right? But then you're bordering on this kind of like para psychology thing, maybe? Well, you know, nobody, very few people know this. And I did a, I did a, um, astrology, astrology seminar during the pandemic with someone that I had long followed and could never get in because of, I got to hold you, hold you a second because we're at the end of the second hour. I want you to pick up on this. As soon as we get up going on the third. People, okay. uh, May 7, 2021, second hour of Peaver Show. Hold time for hour three. May 7, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Peaver I didn't want to write a song about you. Give up a free 
from this position I'll stray Dress me up tonight Dress me up, I'm going out Dress me up tonight Dress me up, I'm late Dress me up tonight
get it on like it's mine Can I handle what I gamble Here it comes Getting old And it shows I got 21 days of nightmares And
Watch for Pedro Show started off third hour with Alpha Cat doing another version. We'll get into that later, people. Thatch Roof Glass House, Tim Holehouse, who ain't from Northern Ireland. He's he's I can't remember, but he's a part of England. Uh, oranges are the only fruit. So f- sorry for fucking up with that. Morgan Delt, Barbarian Kings, Pale Angels, Twenty One Days. I know Jamie's from Wales. Pat's Exploder with Doomsay- uh, Doomsdayer. That's uh, Jason from Caesar's Palace in Brooklyn. And finally, Snow from Alpha Cat. And Alpha Cat's going to finish her thoughts on this uh, stuff we were coming at the end of the second hour. Please. Oh, what I was just saying was um, the astrology astrologer that I did the seminar with uh, had worked with someone who had uh, worked with Carl Jung. And there was a whole thing when he split with Freud. But yeah. um, Carl Jung would not take a uh, patient without looking at their astrology chart first, period. Yeah, so interesting blend he had of like hard science and then this, you know, I don't know what you call it, para, maybe para is a bad, it's a pejorative word because it's kind of saying semi, right? Kind of half. It's a yin-yang thing. Okay. Both things have to exist. If if you understand the science that the science is not separate from the soul, then you can start to recognize the ways in which they, they are the same. Okay. So like you got astrology and you have astronomy and you're saying they're uh, two sides of the same coin. Well, I like I've always been like I started out trying to be a scientist and an artist. And, um, you know, so for me, I have to I have to make something make sense logically. So the universe is one. OK, yes, it's one, because all we are is just pot particles with energy moving between us, which is water and electricity and electricity is motion and water is emotion so that's the science side and the spiritual side combined okay that's interesting yeah and so maybe yeah uh, carl jung was acknowledging that okay 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 i gotta read more about him but yeah he was a you're, you're right he was a disciple of mr freud and then they, they had a split uh, what about this new version of Thatched Roof Glass House? Well, it's actually the... Did I give you the new one or the old one? I don't know, but it's different. Well, if it's slow and it has a long bass solo, that's the first version. Okay. All right. I wrote that at the very tail end of recording the record. Everything was done. That's why there's a drum machine. Um, I had to write it. I had to put it on the record. When Fred and I got the glass sounds and edited them together of the glass building falling down, you know, and the, we, we laughed because at the very end, there's that little plink of the last bit of glass. And it was meant to be one thing. And then, you know, I flew to L.A., mastered the record, got on the plane last plane to land on 9-11 before they shut down all the airports and my plane landed at the moment the first plane hit the world trade center so the song that i 
insisted on putting on the record that was essentially not even finished. It had it it was finished, but it didn't. We had never played it out. It's just I had to put it on the record, and then it came true. And I realized a lot of things after that because of the fact that, you know, initially it was about hypocrisy. And 9-11 also became about hypocrisy because, you know, our response to that was selfish and misguided. People died for no reason, not not to, to, you know, not to get rid of bin Laden, but to go get oil. Right. Um, So in in the tarot, you would call that a tower moment. And if you look at the tower card in the traditional Rider weight book. The tower is on fire. The crown is blown off the top, and people are leaping from the windows. Damn. And the problem with the tower is that if you don't get the tower moment, which most people didn't, because guess what? We didn't go find Bin Laden. We went and got oil instead, and made people die for that. Then you end up with a pandemic like we just came out of, or that that we're still in. You have you get such a big tower moment that it's in the whole world cannot ignore it. You know, George Floyd, uh, the environment, you know, everybody's suddenly like, oh, the environment, the environment. Well, guess what? It's been there. You know, yeah. it's always been there. It's been there for 50, 60 years that this was an issue. And suddenly now, you know, we got the tower moment, but it's like it may or may not be too late. We don't know. A lot of people have to wake up for us to save ourselves. And I know I sound like I'm preaching, but I'm just speaking extemporaneously. Yeah, you're talking about the tune also. I mean, you're helping us get some background. I want to play All Mine. Take 
In fact, the Gap employs me. I work there stacking jeans. In fact, it's misconnections that illuminates my screen. My mission's ontological to prove that I exist. I've got to be a pulse point on the radar called Craigslist. Did someone see me today? Did someone see? Did anyone by chance remark me standing waiting for the light? I was queuing for the bus at half past three. Then by four, I was at yoga, slate gray top, magenta tights. Did someone see me today and sense a spark on the winner's escalator, at the Japa dog on fourth, on the seawall, or jogging in the park? Do I have to go Godiva, flash my boobies from a horse? Someone seen me today while passing by Like they saw the blonde jaywalker Give the finger to a cop Or the waitress who popped out her glass eye And who buffed it with her dish rag And then wiped your tabletop And said, what the fuck's your problem When you asked her please to stop Her name tag said Miranda But the hostess called her Dot And the import of your message is that you found dot hot, 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 you found dot hot. Well, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not. Will someone see me? Will someone see? I could be described as haptic if I gained a few more pounds. I know prior commitments always free. And I wouldn't mind eschewing lost and saying yes to found. Will someone see me today and come through? Saw you riding in the Starbucks. Saw your anorak was peach. Saw you're someone who likes sunsets, who likes walking on the beach. Saw you're someone who's in hiding, waiting for someone who seeks. Can that be true? Can that be you? Because that is me too. Did someone see me today? Did someone see? Did anyone by chance remark me standing waiting for the light? I was riding on the bus at half past three. I've no prior commitments, always free. I was topless on a horse, yeah, that was me. Did someone see me today? You know me from the Starbucks. I go there every Do you want what I have got? Do not bring any sauce. Do you want what I have got? No sauce. (laughs) 
Listen, music. Very nice way of talking to her. They probably wanted to clean the room. Uh, I know last, that I have a late checkout. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, th- things. Th- <laughs> Anyway, we start uh, last music for this edition, Alpha Cat doing All Mine. And then we had Veda Hill doing live. Uh, well, yeah, it is a live recording. Uh, did someone see me today? Uh, Veda Hill, uh, Vancouver, uh, Canada, and uh, made all these songs from ads at Craigslist. <laughs> That's her lyricist. And some days after that with Endless Nights. <laughs> some days, Endless Nights. Troop a Troop out of Poland with Picture Yourself. And then finally, Alpha Cat, something having to do with. Now, now both these tunes, all mine, something having to do with, much different than the rest of the stuff we played on the show today. Well, um, it's interesting because all mine was recorded for the record. Um, it was actually written for a movie. Um, I wrote two songs for this movie called Swimming, and that was the first one I wrote. And I wrote it to the scene, like on an old TV, VCR, stop, rewind, etc. But it wasn't quite right for the movie, but I loved the song, so I put it on the record. But spring, something having to do with Spring was written in the mid-90s. And that was, that, I just discovered it when I was in the process of going, you know, working on the mastering of the remastering of Pearl Harbor on a cassette tape, cause I remembered it. And I was like, I want that song. And a friend of mine came over and found the tape. And I thought it was, I had this garage that was the literally the upside down. Like it was the kind of thing that I wished I, my intention was, that I, after I died, somebody else could deal with it. <laughs> and then I had a friend come visit, and he did it in a day. Wow. But it was, it literally was the upside down. I mean, it was like, I had to, he, I had to put him in full hazmat, because there were <laughs> mouse turds in there that were so old that they literally could have killed and poisoned, poisoned and killed him. <laughs> Well, they, they might have got to the fossil stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, my handyman is like, no, if you go in there, you have to, you know, you have to have full hazmat yeah, because protection. it's poison. <laughs> well, that has something to do with spring, <laughs> right? Uh, renewal. Well, like, yeah, it does. Rebirth, actually, yeah, right? yeah. It's something, something found, you know. That's something neat about songs because they can come back later and wow, right? It's almost like a time capsule. Yeah, yeah. And the and the thing about that song is the reason I wanted to find it was because um, I I taught one class out in Jersey right after graduate school, and I did a very bad job for most of it. And then I got very sick for like um, three weeks and I drove, I was driving to work 45 minutes and I'm like, I can't catch up with the book. I can't catch up with the book. And I've been trying to teach the book because I didn't know how to teach yet. And I was listening to that song on the cassette player in my car. And I was like, that's it. Cause it was an art appreciation class. So I went in and I played that and I was like, 
this is what art is. I'm not the best, you know, singer. I'm not the greatest guitar player. I don't do a lot. I haven't done a lot of recording, but this is something I wrote from my heart. And that's what art is. It's getting the shit out of you that you've got to get out and putting it into a form that you can share. And after the class, one of the kids came down and said, I was going to kill myself before this class, and now I'm not going to. And that's why I wanted to find that song. Wow, and then I saw him years later, yeah. and he was great. So it was just a rough period, and you helped him through it. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really have a long conversation with him about it at the time because I wasn't, you know, I was kind of shocked and I, you know, I was, I, I wasn't thinking that straight, you know, but I couldn't forget it. No. And I hadn't started my band yet either. But when I ran into him again, I had, and he asked about the music and I told him and, I asked about him and I, you know, I just asked how he was then. I didn't ask about what was going on with him, you know, that previous time. But that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted that song in the record. And that's why, um, and, and, it, and it came to light, you know, there were piles and piles and boxes and boxes and I couldn't have found it by myself. So that was Providence, too. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, next time you got another album due, make another search of the garage. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I'm writing new stuff. I've got, I've got some leftover stuff from the L.A. sessions that are I'm listening to now that are really great. And then I'm. I've got new lyrics and I've got to write music to those and get, you know, I've already got, you know, a couple of the musicians in place. So that's what's next. New, 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 new. New, new. Okay. Clean slate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's important, right? Because uh, the baggage can like weigh you down. And, uh, well, you've got to go back and look at stuff to uh -huh. be able to, you know, you've got to understand it and then you can transcend it. But if you just pack it away and you never look at it, it's going to weigh you down unconsciously. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah, because you're just kicking the can down the road. Like, you're going to have to deal with it sooner or later, right? Exactly. And like most things, you push down here, it just pops up somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. The whack-a-mole. Yeah, the whack-a-mole. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that, that's, that's an image in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show again. Well, and, thanks for having me again. Uh, I always like talking to you. Yeah, absolutely, Alfred. Thanks so much. I can't wait for this next record. Um, well, I will send you stuff if you want. Okay. Bring it, okay. bring it, bring it, please. People, and, and safe seas to you on your journey, too. I know you're en route. Uh, people, it's been the May 7, 2021 edition of the Watt Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.